The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, Shane Hannan is here. We were talking about um, the air turning blue after the match yesterday, uh, which was a very uh, amusing kind of thing on on telly. But anyway, uh, Dublin, the talking point of the weekend sport. Yeah, the Jacks are back. Uh, the Jacks are back and that, that was a that's a sign on a couple of the flags around Croke Park yesterday in the Joneses Road. Uh, what a victory for Dublin. Uh, a two-point win and it, it look, it felt like a final. It started very nervy. Both teams yeah. were very nervous until Cluxton, of course, bangs over that 45 uh, to settle things down for Dublin. But I mean, for large swathes of the game, you felt Kerry certainly were, were in it. I guess the goal before half time. Absolutely. Half-time. I mean, there, there was no way that you could say either side was utterly dominant mm. th- throughout the game. Um, David Clifford was expected. I mean, I heard all the, the, the chat on Friday, you know, go to Crow Park, see okay. the best player that the game has ever seen in action. It'll be a treat no matter what the result is. Yes. Well, he was kind of marked out of it most of the time. He was. And it's funny, like if anyone else had, had done what he did, like he scored two points from play, he got a couple of frees and then he gets the unbelievable pass for Paul Ganey's goal. Yeah. If any other player does that, you're like, they had a really good game. But for David Clifford, of course, his standards are, are sky high, so we yeah. expect so much more of him. Now that pass uh, from the right wing into the goal oh, mouth was just sensational sublime. because the window was very narrow. It, it, there was only literally one place he could have hit it and the bounce as well. The ball's obviously going to skim off the Croke Park turf. Uh, so he, he just judged it to perfection. Paul Gainey does very well to finish it off as well, it has to be said. Uh, but he certainly was marshalled very, very well by Michael Fitzsimons. And, and this, Fitzsimons is a guy who... I mean, he's, he's in his mid-30s. That's his ninth All-Ireland alongside Cluxton and McCarthy. Uh, he, he's the kind of guy who always gets the star man. He marked Conor McManus in that All-Ireland semi-final against Monaghan. Uh, but he's just brilliant. Now, there was an interesting thing at the end of the game uh, when the, the usual speechifying and the referee was mentioned. Mm. And there was booing. <laughs> and it, I suspect from both sides. I mean, the dub's probably not as keen to boo because they'd won. So, mm-hmm. end of. Forget about the ref. Where the boos came from, I can't uh, tell watching the telly. Yes. But the ref, I mean, there were a few decisions that uh, the commentators were kind of querying uh, but they didn't really become talking points afterwards. No, they didn't. I, I have to say, I thought David Goff, the referee, did a, did a very good job yesterday. It, it's difficult. If you displease both sides, you're doing pretty well. This is the thing. You know, you're <laughs> going to keep everyone happy. And Goff, to be fair, when he, when he was up on, on camera, took it well. Larry McCarthy, the GA president, with his little uh, now-now to, to, to the crowd yeah. to calm them all down. But uh, look, I think David Goff, maybe one thing people are saying about him is he, he could have maybe given more yellow cards yeah. Uh, but he, he he wanted to let the game flow and I think the, the, the game would have suffered as a spectacle if, if he had done that so I think David Goff yeah. actually deserves maybe a round of applause on camera instead yeah, of perhaps a, a little inconsistency about a jersey pulling mm. um, you know on one occasion the slightest tug yeah Clifford uh, gets was the free yeah yeah, little things like that maybe, I, I suppose, can even out, you'd imagine, over the course of a game. like yeah. no And the, and the crossbar on the upright played quite a significant role in all of this. And I'm wondering uh, what the wind was like in Croker yesterday. Yeah, it, it didn't seem to be a massive, a huge factor. Um, and certainly I was trying to guess, I was like, well, David Clifford was missing so many sh- uh, shooting yeah. chances that I was like, there has to be a win because there's no other explanation for David Clifford to miss. But I just think it was Fitzsimons. You might have seen the video of uh, Michael Fitzsimons and uh, Cormac Oslo pre-game battering each other like yeah the, I saw that the Dublin warm up was uh, as intense a warm up uh, yeah, when you when you first see it you're thinking these two lads are going to come to blows 
but it's obviously it's just part, part of the, their routine. The, the, the routine, yeah. Costello obviously feels like Fitzsimons likes that little bit of uh, edge and of course he's going to mark David Clifford so maybe you need that kind of um, spice yeah. to warm up your, your match. Interesting, it didn't feel like this watching the game but uh, Dublin outscored uh, Kerry in the latter stages uh, seven points to two because yeah. there was a three-point deficit and they won by two points so there had to be a swing of five but in that period as Kerry score twice and Dublin score five points so, yeah. or, or seven points. There seems to be that little towards the tail end of games and it's, it's it happened in the semi-final as well where Dublin just turn on the turbos and you think when, when Paddy Small gets the goal for Dublin and they equalise Dublin are going to push on from here but then Kerry yeah. score a few more points and, and take a lead again uh, which which Dublin of course chip away but there's just something about Dublin in, in those last five, ten minutes you could call it experience mm. Kerry won the All-Ireland last year so that you could say they're experienced in this regard as well but in that last few minutes, when 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 I guess things are hitting the fan, Dublin players yeah, have that yeah. experience to get over. And the then line. you get Jack McCaffrey coming on and ma- making a huge difference. I mean, I interviewed him here uh, not so long ago, and he was the most kind of mild mannered, yes, <laughs> very nice doctor, yeah, uh, and then a tiger on the field. He's such a pleasant individual off the field, yeah. and and I'd say he's a terrible person to have marking you on the field because he just runs and runs and runs, and you you don't want to be following a guy like that. The question now is. And I know Jack is working in a hospital in Galway, so yeah. he's commuting back and forth. How many of these Dublin lads are like? Is is the last dance? Is it the end of of an era? Are these lads on nine All Irelands? There's a few of them on eight All Irelands. James as well. McCarthy is kind of threw it out there he that did. he would have to think about it. Dean Rock the same. You know, do they have another year uh, in them? Um, James McCarthy. I mean, would the three lads go for the ten? Well, listen, ten sounds brilliant, doesn't it? I doesn't think it? Henry Shefflin finished on ten, so it'd be nice to finish on on something similar. Like Cluxton could go again. I guess he's a goalkeeper. Do you know the position? He doesn't play outfield as as, as much as he used to. McCarthy's actually only thirty three. He's probably going to be the player, the footballer of the year this year. I'd imagine, yeah. unless there's a big shock. Uh, a couple of other players are definitely. I mean, Clifford is in contention. Fenton's in contention. But McCarthy, if the bookies are to be believed this morning, will win it. Um, I mean, he could go again. There's maybe not much point retiring at the top of your game, but then again. Some people would say the opposite mm. that after winning All Ireland footballer of the year, why not? Hang yeah, on and of course for Kerry, the frustration of not being able to double down oh. and get two in a row because that means a sequence is broken. It is. So, and, and and you'd wonder can Kerry come back next year? You'd imagine they can. Uh, there's certainly a lot of talent in that squad. There's a bit of strength and depth as well. There's a good age profile in that Kerry team yeah. as well. Jack O'Connor, I'd imagine, will go again. Uh, you just wonder. Um, the dubs there's something about the dubs in a final 2011 2015 mm. Kerry can't get over the line we know they did it against them in the semi-final last year in the 80s Kerry had Dublin's number for sure in finals but they yeah. really will want to get over the line against so them in a final. we're going to have another Kerry Dublin clash we are yeah in, in the uh, the ladies football final and this is a uh, this is going to be a tasty one because it's a it's a it's a novel affair. They've never met in a, in a ladies final, which I, I find hard to believe. But uh, both games in, in Central Stadium across the weekend on Saturday and the, the, those uh, semi finals, Dublin beating Cork handsomely by by twelve points, two nineteen to thirteen points in that game. Uh, and and it, I have to be honest, like the the goals from uh, Tyrrell and Carla Rowe, brilliant. Dublin's performance dominant. Like there was mm-hmm. no you'd imagine Cork with all the experience they have in that squad. Um, they'd have pushed them a little bit more, but Dublin back in the final for the first time since twenty twenty one in that. Hannah Tyrrell goal took a, took a little bit for them to award it in the 22nd minute that was the turning point I, I really feel in that match uh, and then the other game I mean Kerry beating Mayo by 5 points 116 to 111 Louise Nemo Hurtig no relation to Michal by the way the comment, commentating legend uh, but she kicked 110 and she was supreme yesterday and, and Kerry had their um, at, at the moments that, that Shiva O'Shea their captain they were without her uh, but they were on top throughout and they're looking for a first All-Ireland Kerry in, yeah. in the ladies game well, it, it, they have their motivation now don't they oh big time listen <laughs> get one over and that, that game's in two weeks time 
Uh, if, if it had been a replay in the men's game, we would have had a Kerry Dublin double header that weekend. It's not to be, but Kerry Dublin, it's going to be a crack. Now, staying with the women, of course, uh, the Irish women's soccer team takes uh, to the field against uh, Nigeria in uh, just over an hour. Yes, uh, it's going to be like, of course, it's a, it's a damn squib from an Irish perspective. But at the same time, there's a lot of players in that team that haven't yet got off the bench. They'd love to be World Cup players to have an, an appearance in a World yeah. Cup under their belts. It'd be nice for Ireland to get a win, albeit it won't see us through the group. Um, but well, that's what we're playing for is at least to get something, a draw or a win, or go home with three losses. Um, Nigeria have all the incentive they need because qualification for the next stage looms. This is the thing. And Nigeria have been really, really impressive in the World Cup so far. The Irish team is out, by the way. Courtney Brosnan in goals. You have a back, back line, Louise Quinney, Fahi, uh, Megan Connolly is back there as well. Uh, other players that have got starts, Rusha Littlejohn, Denise O'Sullivan, Katie McCabe, of course, captains the team. Lily Ag, Heather Payne, Sinead Farley and Kira Carusa all start that game for Ireland at 11 o'clock Irish time. Vera Powell's future is the question, Pat, yeah. isn't it? I, I, I Less get, than a thousand percent support. Yes, and I get the sense. For, she was asked uh, by Tony O'Donoghue in the, in the press conference during the week. Uh, you know, are you upset? Maybe that the FAI didn't confirm your contract a little bit sooner, or, or by this stage. She just said yes and left it at that, and, and left okay. a long, long pause afterwards. So you can tell there's a little bit of. I don't know if the resentment is the right word, but certainly she would have liked something mm-hmm. sorted by now. There's all, all of course, the, the allegations against her and and. Uh, all of the, the background stuff that, that led into this tournament. Um, maybe she'll want to step away from that. Uh, the players are, are back in her and they're kind of saying, look, look we're absolutely fine. Megan Connolly said yesterday in the press conference, she's been good to me, but I, it's not my decision to make. It, it feels like the end of, 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 of an era. Well, we shall, we shall see. In other sports, Red Bull continued their uh, domination 1-2 in Belgium and I think Leclerc was uh, third. But uh, as we said before, paint drying is uh, not in it this year. <laughs> and Porrick Harrington... Um, almost in uh, terrible conditions. It was it was uh, the, the most grotesque conditions to play golf in. I, I have to say, and that uh, performance from from uh, Paul Carrington yesterday was was reason, really really uh, good. He, he performed so well, and then the playoff, you, you feel like maybe he's going to get over the line, just can't quite do it. But his performances and the, the sorry, mm. the prize money that Paul Carrington is making from the senior tour as well. Pretty much more than he was making back when he was yeah, a pro. Because he's win- winning regularly on the senior tour. Exactly. By the way, I mean his winning, or his before they went to the playoff, his his winning score, if you like, or his tie for the top was five over. Yeah. I mean that tells you something about the conditions <laughs> where a tournament is won on five over. Yeah. If you'd said that before the tournament, five over would be, would be the winning score. You'd have not believed it. But uh, yeah, another brilliant performance from Harrington. Pity he couldn't get over the line, but on to the next one. Shane Hannan, co-presenter of OTB AM. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.